0: Hi,
1: you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is embracing who you are. When I was young and growing up living in small townville, it had its benefits. And its drawbacks. It was easy to rise to the top, become the big fish in the small pond, be a trendsetter and have followers. But just as easy as that was, it was also easy to become overlooked, or worse yet, looked down upon. I remember the streets west of town called Guntown. It was the slum of the area, rundown houses with broken windows, stray cats littering the streets, and rough kids came from the neighborhoods. We stayed away from that part of the town up by where i lived were the newer homes so it never dawned on me that people were judged by where they lived other than the hoods we called them from Guntown. to say that growing up in the 60s and 70s was a breeze would be silly it was difficult with its own issues for one thing i lived in a strictly all-white community and rarely were there any foreigners i remember as a little girl a black family moved into the area We had a few psychiatrists from India who lived in town and served at our mental health facility, but the young black family had a single mom, one little girl, and one young man in junior high. I remembered meeting them and thinking they were so, so nice, but I worried about them because I knew what small townville that was all white felt like. My parents were concerned for the kids, and they encouraged me to be really kind and supportive whenever I could towards the family. I can still see in my memory as a little 10-year-old watching them at the grocery store and seeing people stare at them. People didn't necessarily mean harm. They just had different nationalities that were there, and it was a small rural community. It was a challenge at best for those kids living in our town, and it wasn't too long after they moved there that the bullying and the pushing and the terrorizing began as they too moved into Guntown. Not long after all of the drama and persecution, the young teenager, the teenage brother, committed suicide. I never forgot it. Not ever. Which leads me to my own tough time in junior high. As a Christ follower, I was overzealous. I was serving at my church, helping teach Sunday school, helping with youth group, and serving as the worship leader. I would open my Bible at lunch and spend time in prayer. And yes, I said that. Kids would tease me. One kid named Kenny stole my notebook and wrote a huge Jesus saves on the cover. I ran home from school at lunchtime crying. Well, my dad was a college professor and home for lunch each day, and he met me at the door, sitting me down, wiping my tears, and handing me the only thing dad knew how to cook, a peanut butter sandwich. He said, Kathleen, look at what the notebook says. Is it true? Of course, I answered. Then why the tears? He actually has pretty good handwriting, my dad said beat him to the humiliation and thank him tell him you were thinking of writing it there but he beat you to it dad gave me a ride back to school and cheered me on but i lived life as a teenager and it really never got easier for me i think it's the hardest period of life that we live through i felt awkward with my waist length hair and gangly 88 pound body i didn't wear makeup i didn't have a boyfriend. While kids were outside cheering the football team, I was in the band room writing songs and practicing reciting commercials for a make-believe radio station. Kids have power that they may or may not be aware of. They have the power to raise up and cheer on or crush and destroy, all by the mere collection of words strewn into critical sentences or a sideways glance or a roll of the eyes. Or for those like captain of the football team and head cheerleader, You could do no wrong as you were the apple of everyone's eye. But where, how, and when do we sit down and look at ourselves in the eye and say, You're you, and that's what makes you special. Scripture says in Psalm 139, 14, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, life can be challenging, and for many of us, those hurts can begin way back in grade school or junior high, just like they did for me. But God has created us to be unique and special and to embrace who we are. Joining me today to discuss the topic of embracing who you are as 14-year-old author and creator of the organization called Beautifully You Movement, Haley Rausch. Welcome, Haley. Haley, you created what you call something wonderful called the Beautifully You Movement. Tell us what this is about and how you came to create it.
0: Well, I've been really lucky to participate in pageants. most of the time. They like us to do a lot of charity, and I spent a lot of hours working on a ton of really important things, but it really hit me that there's a real need out there for something like this, and somebody really needed to address it. So my mom and I decided to create the Beautiful You Movement to help build self-esteem and teens, and at first it was just a website with some, like, inspirational ideas, but it's been really blessed. Uh, it has grown into something really big, and I've been able to do appearances and speaking engagements at schools and at TV, on TV and on the radio and at libraries, and We've actually started empowerment camps and been able to travel across the state and help young girls to really develop that inner beauty and self-confidence.
1: I love that, Haley. So basically what your whole movement is about is just really embracing who you are, being excited and happy and okay about how you look and how God's created you. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's definitely it, 100%. Okay. That's exactly what we're going for.
1: I love it. And so your mom, um, and, and her name is Rebecca, has been helping you as well. Is that right?
0: hmm I love oh, yeah. that. She's helped a ton with when it comes to designing the cover for my book, Beautiful Bella, and just organizing things. She's kind of like my momager, helping me keep everything on track.
1: I love it. That's so great. So <laughs> along with creating this movement that you're talking about, which is Beautifully You Movement, Um, And I know that you have that website, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. You wrote a book Mm -hmm. called Beautiful Bella. Tell us about that book and what inspired you to write it and where we can get a copy.
0: Well, there's free downloads on our website, or people can ask us to mail them uh, hard copies of the book. But the inspiration to write Beautiful Bella really came from thinking about my own personal experiences and watching my friends go through uh, just some rough things. I wanted to create something that reached out to everybody and applied to everyone and since my mom is a graphic designer it really worked to do a book and so many people from her industry saw the value in the message and donated their time and efforts to help. Uh, The illustrations were fantastic. A guy named Matt Anderson did those and uh, a place called Tops Printing printed a thousand copies of the book and we've been able to give them to kids across the state.
1: Oh, that's so great. So you're just giving them away to kids across the state. I love that. So let's talk a little bit, um, Haley. This is a little bit off script this morning, but I just want to ask you a little bit about creating this as far as what it is. So if I was to look up your website and I have, I'm a mom of a teen daughter, say that I am, um, who's struggling with how she feels about herself. Um, what what is it that she's going to be able to grasp when she finds your website? What will she understand?
0: Well, on the website, we really do uh, have our kind of message, our motto, the what makes you different makes you beautiful, and that's what I try to give to every girl that I talk to when I speak to them or speak at the schools. It's just the thing that I really push is hoping that the girls will understand that, They have different and unique qualities, unlike any other person, and that is what makes them special. There's nothing else that can define them. They are their own individual person, and that they have to appreciate and cherish that for who who they are and what it is.
1: Oh, I think that's so wonderful. You know, Haley, I have three grown daughters, and I saw with each one of them a struggle, especially in junior high, you know, where you're at, Mm -hmm. um, with how they felt about themselves, whether they thought... You know, they didn't match up to other girls um, in looks or, you know, they were too chunky or they didn't have great skin Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I know that this is such an important thing for young girls. As you left the safe environment of homeschool to attend junior high, you experienced emotions and feelings of inadequacy and depression. I read about you. With today's pressures, many teens, girls and boys both feel this way. What can you say today that will encourage them that they truly are beautiful? And I know you just touched on this, but I think it's a great thing to repeat.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I was very much socialized and comfortable about almost any environment. But when I came into the public school system, I didn't realize that the kids outside of my little homeschool world could be kind of harsh. I kind of struggled when it came to defining where I fit it in. (laughs) And then Uh, I kind of let the comments and rejection of other people define me. And it was a difficult time, but through the help of friends and support with my family and my fantastic school counselor, I was able to get to a point where I felt more at home in who I was as a person and comfortable in my own skin. And I was, like, really becoming me, and I let that define me and what God defined me as and not the bullies or any other label. So if I could tell them anything, it's just to like I said earlier, know who you are and let that define you, you as a person, not what anybody else says. What makes you different is what makes you beautiful.
1: I love that line. What makes you different is what mm-hmm. makes you beautiful. On your website, mm-hmm. beautifullyyoumovement.com, you encourage young girls by telling them, most importantly, I want everyone to know what makes them different, makes them beautiful, which is, you know, your line, your um, what mm-hmm. your catchphrase is to encourage people and pull them in, how did you get past your feelings to embrace the sense of contentment? Because, you know, if you struggled with depression and a lot of kids do, they want to know the answer. I mean, they, they say, great. So, you know, you've gotten to that place where you're accepting who you are. And Haley, I've seen you, I've met you Mm -hmm. in real life. You're absolutely beautiful. So it's hard to understand, you know, that somebody that's so pretty as you would feel that way. But there are a lot of people, it really doesn't matter um, you know, who people are, what they look like, where they come from. We all experience those feelings of depression about who we are. How did you mm-hmm. actually get to that place where you're at where you're comfortable?
0: Well, there's like no words I can give to anybody in particular because everybody goes through a different struggle and it's all different from mine. So as much as I would love to be able to give them like an answer, there's you have to really find it in yourself and that's what worked for me. I surrounded myself with positive people that encouraged me to be who I was, and that just it always reminded me every day that I was worthy and that I was loved, and they helped me to kind of pull out of that, and I found that there is kind of a misconception of what's been going, like, what went on with me, is everybody thought that I did have, like, this perfect, wonderful pageant girl life, and I was um, so pretty is what, the, I don't It I was really honored for people to think that, but... From what I've heard, is they thought that I was just this person that everybody looked up to, and they didn't realize that I was dealing with uh, these own struggles that they're going through, and everybody had this misconception. So once I was able to kind of like open up about it, start talking about it with the Beautiful You movement, everybody's idea of me kind of changed, and they realized that I was going through the same things, and that I was helping them too. Oh.
1: I think, I think like them. yeah, I think that's a great, great answer because when you said everybody's kind of going to have to do the work on their own, I really believe that's true for anything in life that we want to do. I mean, we we can pray, we can ask God for help, we can rely on, um, you know, Jesus to, to walk us through things. But I also mm-hmm. like the fact that you said that you surrounded yourself with positive people, with people that were, you know, inspirational and encouraging and I guess that makes me wonder about your book, because as you wrote this book, um, how long did it take you to actually write the whole book?
0: Well, writing the book didn't take really long because it's a 12 stage children's book. Okay. And I mean, I've been thinking about it for around a year, and I've had these ideas, and putting it together only took a couple weeks. It was the month of April is when we launched it, and uh, with the help of my mom and, like I said, all the amazing people that helped put the book together, like the printer and the illustrator. I, it didn't take a really long time. It was less than a month to get it physically put together.
1: So the illustrator that did the pictures of Bella the bear, it's a bear, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. How did you work with him? Did you just give it to him and say, this is the script, or did you have any input into mm-hmm. those pictures, or did your mom, since she's a graphic designer?
0: Uh, Yeah, my mom had some input, so did I, and just when it came to designing Bella and everything, we basically just sent him the book, and then he made the scenes that went along with what we were talking about
1: on the pages. Okay, so you've been able to go to schools, and when you Mm -hmm. go to a school and you present this talk, Mm -hmm. do you ever feel scared, Haley?
0: Uh, Yeah, there's definitely been times where it's been a little bit nerve-wracking walking into a room with uh, two, three hundred kids. Although I'm really comfortable around the children, it's it's significantly easy for me to talk openly with them. Uh, Crowds can sometimes be a bit scary when you have to talk to these kids one-on-one, and I just really hope that they get the message, and I'm not just speaking to them, but I'm relating to them and giving them the beautiful, beautiful movement message.
1: Great. And do you ever have um, kids that come up and talk to you afterwards?
0: Oh, yeah. There's been a couple really amazing uh, little girls that have come up to me telling me how much I, like, moved them or how I've helped change their life. And it's meant the world to me. I know a fourth grade girl came up to me once saying that she got chills from listening to me read the book. And uh, she, it just really related to her life. And she told me how much I moved her. And I know that experience really moved me.
1: So when you so. go to a school, do you talk to a certain age group or do you talk to the whole school or how does that work?
0: Uh, typically, it's around fourth and fifth graders that I talk to because the beautiful, the beautiful Bella story is about her going into a new school and the fourth and fifth grade students are getting ready to start transferring into middle school, which I know uh, was a scary experience for me, uh, just going from homeschool into public middle school. So I kind of wrote the book towards that younger age group so they'll get that message prior to going into the rougher area okay. of their life. Oh,
1: that's junior so... Junior can be a little bit... So exciting. And how are how are people, Haley, how are people finding out about you to have you actually go to the schools and talk to kids?
0: Well, there's been a lot of publicity about the book going on. I've been on WCCO and CARE 11, and a lot of schools have found out about that through the TV interviews. And then I've been in newspapers, too. So there's been just publicity throughout the town and throughout the state. Um, schools have found out about it and reached out to us. And then also just the website. It's been really growing. We're having a couple hundred hits a day.
1: That is so encouraging. So listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and we're talking about embracing who you are with 14-year-old author and creator of the Beautifully You movement, Haley Roush. And we're going to be back in just a minute as we listen to this incredibly encouraging song about accepting who you are. Mm-hmm. Someone who's becoming a leader for young girls and teens to look up to, do you ever have moments now where you still struggle with feeling awkward or inadequate or depressed? And if so, how do you deal with those moments?
0: Yeah, definitely. I have these going on daily. Um, being this leader or pageant cleaner or whatever, it's hard sometimes because people think I must have or I must be perfect or something. Uh, sometimes people, like I feel like a fraud because it's really hard to you know, walk to walk, talk to talk at times, because I am just a teenager. I'm just like everybody else. And the only difference is I'm standing up and pointing out what's going on. Um, so it is up to us to like surround ourselves with positive people and to choose to not let the pressures of other people get us down. And I've done a lot of thinking and watching inspirational videos and reading and praying about this and talking it over with uh, friends and family. And we've really just surrounded each other with positive people and helped us to seek the beauty in each other and to lift each other up.
1: Well, listeners, this was Haley Rausch, the author of Beautiful Bella and the founder of a fabulous movement called Beautifully You Movement. And you can find her online. And Haley, you're open for interviews and to come to talk to children or schools. Um, and the best way mm-hmm. to reach you is through com. And one last thought that you've got for people? Uh,
0: The one last thought that I have for everybody is just know that you are beautiful and that you are perfect and you are worth it. To never doubt God's love for you and to never doubt that you're worth or your purpose on this planet, that you will go through rough times in your life, but it's important to hang on and know that it will get better because
1: you are always strong enough to get through it. Thanks so much for being on the show, Haley. Thanks so much for having me. Friends, when we can accept ourselves for who we are, we can begin to walk towards a life that is more peace-filled. Now, the interesting thing about accepting who you are is this. You can't sit back and excuse the darker parts of your personality. Let me tell you what I mean. I once knew a pastor who was very controlling and bossy to others in his congregation. He used a lot of bullying to get his way. But remember, I've worked with churches and pastors since I was 12, so I've seen it all. When he began to try to manipulate me, I called him on it. I said, why are you doing this? What's your purpose? Why not just ask me kindly for help instead of... Acting like this, as a 59-year-old man, he proudly answered, This is who I am, accept it or don't, I don't care. There's a fine line that God creates for us in accepting who we are and embracing it and wanting to become our very best version of ourselves, living our best lives, such as Christ says in John 10.10b, I came to give you real and eternal life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. Embracing who we are and still working on making ourselves into who we should become is part of the journey that God wants us on. But using our faults as a crutch and expecting others to just go along with our sins, well, that's not so great. Talking about making our lives better, here's our Doctor Spot, brought to you by Dr. Justin Hildebrand, chiropractor and owner of KC North Spine and Joint Center in Kansas City.
2: Hello, this is Dr. Justin Hildebrand. Are you tired of taking NSAIDs? The amount of over-the-counter, non-steroidal, anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen and prescribed anti-inflammatory medications taken in the United States is continually increasing every day. So much that kidney complications have climbed higher in response to these drugs. According to uptoday.com, an increased risk of acute kidney injury within 30 days of NSAID initiation was noted. The study also found a correlation between hospitalizations with the diagnosis of acute kidney injury with the uses of NSAIDs. What other options are there? Most people do not realize that many diseases and ailments are caused or promoted by inflammation. Anti inflammatory nutrition is very effective in decreasing chronic pain. It can be used to help control headaches, neck and back pain, generalized muscle and joint soreness, and conditions such as osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, acne, syndrome X, diabetes, heart disease, and peripheral vascular disease. So, what is anti inflammatory nutrition? Anti-inflammatory nutrition is incorporating foods into one's diet that have anti-inflammatory properties. By adding these foods and limiting inflammatory foods, one can decrease the inflammatory process in their body and therefore decrease the aches and pains associated. Yes, the inflammatory process is important in healing, but if one is dealing with these conditions or issues listed above, then they are experiencing chronic inflammation. To incorporate an anti-inflammatory diet into your lifestyle, one must first know which foods stimulate inflammation. All grains and grain products, trans fats, sodas, sugars, and nearly all packaged foods. These items make up the majority of the classic American diet. To decrease inflammation, you do not have to cut out all grains, but balance the choices in ingesting more anti-inflammatory The anti-inflammatory foods are fruits and vegetables, many types of fish, grass-fed meats, omega-3s, raw nuts, dark chocolate, and spices such as turmeric, garlic, and ginger. You must ask yourself, how much inflammation are you exposing yourself to when you plan a meal, for yourself and for your family? Instead of spaghetti with meat sauce, you can cook gluten-free noodles or spaghetti squash and add sautés, onions, garlic, and sweet peppers to a lean meat sauce. Instead of buying high inflammatory dressings at your local store, try making your own with extra virgin olive oil, balsamic vinegar, or lemon juice, mustard if you like, in spices, Greek, Italian, ginger, dill, oregano, to taste. Choose snacks such as fruit smoothies, raw nuts, or dark chocolate and skip the soda and have water or green tea. For breakfast, try omega-3 eggs with sautéed potatoes and veggies, granola with fruit and yogurt or, or almond milk. For lunch and dinner, chicken salads with homemade dressing, lean steak with sautéed potatoes, or pizza with gluten-free crust, fresh tomatoes, and your favorite vegetable toppings. These types of lifestyle changes seem tough at first, but there are many anti-inflammatory foods available to us and many good cookbooks to help you along the way. To learn more about anti-inflammatory nutrition and disease, please see deflame.com. Yours in health, Dr. Justin Hildebrand.
1: Thanks, Dr. Justin. When we think about who we are and how God has wired us, we know that no matter what our faults are, or what others think of us, we are treasured by God. Listen to these scriptures. Matthew 10, 29 through 31 Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I like this one. 1 John 4, 19 We love him because he first loved us. And, of course, the most famous Bible scripture ever, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Those verses encourage our spirits and lift us up because we know that God created us. He loves us and he sent his son to die for us. There's no guilt with God when we confess and believe in Jesus as Saviour. Friends, whether we like it or not, we're all human. Mistakes, shortcomings, and we fall short of perfection. That's just typical. It's it. It's okay. We are what we are. We have strengths to work with. We have gifts and talents that are tucked away. It's time to bring them out and use them for good and help others. Look at ourselves in a new mirror, the mirror of God's reflection, where he sees us as loved. Be encouraged. I think you're awesome. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, for all of those parents out there who are listening and know that their child is struggling with self-image, I pray that you will encourage them with wisdom and insight on how to help. For those who are feeling wounded from past hurts where others criticized and harmed, help us forgive. And for those of us who are just walking one day at a time on this journey called life, help us to remain confident in who you are and who you are making us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you're encouraged by this radio show, I'd love to hear from you at Kathy at bestlifeministries.com. That's Kathy with a K. Or you can send me an email as well if you're interested in having our ministry. Come to your location and deliver a one-day women's event. Also, mark your calendars for Saturday, July 18th at 6.30 p.m. Come on out to Frank Lake Covenant Church. Now called Church in the Grove for our annual fundraiser celebration, which is a pie social hymn sing. We'd love to have you with us. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.
2: Yeah.